Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Halfway through our first show of Thanksgiving week, and really for us, it's one of two because producer Jay and I will be off Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night into, of course, the next morning. But I do love working at the start of holiday weeks, and I usually enjoy working holidays. I'll be traveling later in the week, but because my plans changed, I actually wasn't supposed to be with you on Monday night, uh, but I am going to do that following Chiefs and Eagles, so I'll be here for one more night. Good chance during Thanksgiving to, well, not only to eat the best meal of the year, in my humble opinion, but to stop, take stock, look around, be thankful, And I'm a big believer that there is always at least one reason to be thankful. There are times when I'd rather complain and moan and whine and have a pity party. And those are the times when I force myself out loud, sometimes kicking and screaming uh, figuratively. I I don't do it literally because that would be bad for my voice. Uh, But sometimes kicking and screaming before I will start listing out loud the reasons that I have to be thankful and I know that whenever I do use that exercise and I thank the Lord for the things I have, not things, the people I have in my life, the the things I have to be thankful for, um, that then changes my perspective entirely. And so I highly recommend it when you're going through a tough stretch because, yeah, life can feel completely impossible. Life can be so demoralizing at times and yet... You have reasons to change your perspective or to see big picture or to recognize that life never stays that way. Um, Well, then a lot of times that hope and that positive attitude and that uh, gratefulness can uh, help usher in a new season. And so I know it's ebbs and flows, uh, but I believe that Thanksgiving is an opportunity for us all to remember why we can be thankful. And some of you are sharing your stories with us, whether it's recently healed from an illness or even from cancer, as I've seen, or you got married or you've got new grandkids or you've had a a good stretch at work, uh, maybe a promotion. Just a lot of reasons that we can think of uh, your health, uh, having the opportunity to spend time this week with family and friends. Uh, I was over the weekend with Bob's family and it was a precious time. Uh, Even though the family's going through some real challenges right now, it was a blessing to be part of it and to to see them all together and to listen to them, encourage one another and take care of one another. Um, and so we have our, our various F's for Thanksgiving week. For me, 
starts with family, friends. And, and family and friends can actually be the same thing, right? Our friends can be our family. But those who we love, family, friends, food, yes. Uh, a lot of people go out for Thanksgiving. Some people cook. Others will serve, donate, go to a community type of a meal. My mom and her husband are doing that because they're camping on the Mississippi River for the week. And so family, friends, food, faith, football, fun. Those are my Fs for Thanksgiving week. And we're asking you on both Twitter, A-Law Radio, as well as our Facebook page named after the show, what are you thankful for in 2023 as we kick off this Thanksgiving week? It is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. And yes, it is a football Sunday night into a Monday morning. And we've got our... Monday MVP poll up, and here's the thing about week 11. There are so many different guys who made loud statements, Uh, but how often are we going to have the Giants quarterback Tommy DeVito in the Monday MVP poll? So we try to get eclectic. We try to pick guys that we haven't or that may not have another opportunity, and you all do the write-in votes. Love that as well. Uh, So Miles Garrett, for instance, uh, just right away major piece of what the Browns did in their last two weeks and and really could be the defensive MVP. Right now he's leading the NFL in sacks. He's a beast, and that is a compliment. Uh, So, yeah, there are lots of different, plenty of ways that you can go for your write-in votes. But even as we start this third hour of the show, I actually want to piggyback on what we did to end last hour and then kind of use that to look at some of the the extraordinary quarterback stories or some of the injuries for week number 11. If you didn't see the Jets-Bills game, maybe you're just watching the final score, well, you know that Buffalo started out the second half like a buzzsaw. Back-to-back touchdowns, that groove that they can settle into that very often makes their opponents look like they can't compete. But Ty Johnson has a 28-yard touchdown reception from Josh Allen, and then we did uh, play that... Khalil Khalil Shakir touchdown uh, in which you have the, (laughs) this is pretty crazy, 81-yard catch of what was a dart by Josh, and then Shakir pivots through the defense. Sauce Gardner went for the interception or for the knockdown and missed it. Uh, The ball barely fit into the window. In fact, Shakir wasn't even sure it was going to get to him, but when it does, he's able to pivot and go through the defense and rumble 81 yards, and it was euphoria there at Highmark Stadium. Josh Allen is, I mean, nearly crushes them because Josh is huge. He's like Cam Newton size, and he races all the way to the end zone along with the rest of the offense. The the old linemen are mobbing Shakir, and, and Allen's right in the middle of it as well and has to extricate himself because this is right up against the wall of the stadium and there's fans reaching down and so it was it was an incredible moment Um, but for the Jets and their quarterback situation it's completely the opposite right so they have a, a moment in the third quarter where they finally decide they have to make a change and Marty it looks like the Jets are about to make a quarterback change it looks like Zach Wilson is going to be put on the bench and it looks like Tim Boyle is going to come in to play quarterback for New York. High snap is pulled down by Martin, and he gets away a line drive kick. Xavier Gibson runs under it. A fair catch at the Jet 34-yard line, and here comes the Jet offense with Tim Boyle at quarterback. I'm frustrated, but I get it. You know, uh, got to score, got to gotta be in games. Uh, when it's consecutive weeks of just doing nothing on offense, you know, we can sit here and say last week we moved the ball, but we're not scoring. 
essentially comes down to you got to score points. So when things aren't getting done, changes got to be made, and I understand that. So Zach Wilson, late in the third quarter, gets pulled by Robert Sala. And yes, Nathaniel Hackett. And they actually left it because Hackett is up in the booth. They left it to the quarterback's coach to deliver the news. But that was fun. Uh, But you could see it on Zach's face. Uh, This was the nationally televised CBS game. Don't ask me why. But it was Jim Nance and Tony Romo. And it was, well, I guess because it was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. That's why, right? Are we not into the point at which games can be flexed? (laughs) Anyway, it was Jim and Tony and then Tracy on the sidelines. And she was the one who delivered the report that she could tell, even without hearing the words that were delivered to Zach by his body language and his face. She could tell that he had been benched. And then in came Tim Boyle. So it wasn't any better. Just trust me. Uh, You can imagine the Bills defense was thrilled to see Tim Boyle as well. Two more New York turnovers. uh, And the Bills essentially ran roughshod over the Jets. And part of that is because the Jets defense just gets worn down. They can only do so much. But the questions began after the game on Sunday. They will continue through this coming week. Now what do the Jets do at quarterback? And Robert Sala had no answers. He said, I'm going to have to evaluate. But he was specifically asked about Wilson yet again not completing a pass to a wide receiver. I I don't have an answer for that. Obviously, we'll we'll go back and watch all the tape. and just. uh, But none of it, like I said, it was whether it's – Separation, being more decisive, protecting. Um, like I said, none of it was good enough. I'm going to do everything I can to keep improving, no matter what. No matter if my name's called or not, all you can do is keep working, keep trying to improve. And I understand that. Give these guys love. I know uh, I know the boys up front are battling. They're doing everything they can. Guys are getting thrown at different positions. i got to do my job of trying to help them out and get it out. got to try, try and do my job of... Uh, getting the ball to receivers and and moving the ball and scoring touchdowns. And we're not doing that. So I'm going to keep working. I'm going to give everything I got. Zach Wilson is much more optimistic. And I would say more equipped to say the right things now that he has been sufficiently humbled in the NFL. Zach was not on the sidelines with Aaron Rodgers in this game because Rodgers is in California rehabbing his torn Achilles. Now, he has made the trips to New Jersey for the home games, but this was a game at Highmark Stadium in Buffalo, and so he was not on hand. Uh, And the line and the hope that keeps being distributed by the Jets is that they believe Aaron Rodgers could return this season. He's had a special bridge type of a repair done to his Achilles. Not the same one, by the way, that Kirk Cousins had had, uh, as his repair. So Cousins is not coming back in five months. But my question to the Jets would be why? Why? Why do you need to rush him back? Right now, they're four and six. Even if he is able to return immediately, What would be the point of that? Unless somehow they go on another run where they put together three wins maybe and they're above 500. I don't know why in a stacked AFC where he's likely rushing back. I mean, yes, the doctors have to clear him. He has to meet all the different benchmarks. But even if he does, why would you bring the dude back for a couple of weeks and a Hail Mary? I know Aaron Rodgers is good at those. But there's no need for it. He is going to play next season. 
even if you do get to the playoffs, and that's a big if, I just don't believe that they have a Super Bowl winning team. They have a championship defense maybe, but the competition is so stiff. And wouldn't it be dreadful if Rodgers came back and kind of limped through the whole thing? It'll take him some time to shake off rust anyway, and I just don't know the point of it. Why not make sure he's completely healthy and he's strong enough and he's ready to go? I know he's a veteran quarterback and he can play in the NFL without any preparation. He really can't. Some of these guys who are veterans, I'm not telling you that I never don't prepare for a radio show, but there have been extraordinary circumstances over the course of my career where I have to sit down and talk with zero preparation. And yeah, when you're a veteran and you know how to deal with everything that comes at you in an NFL game or in a radio show, sure, I can do it. Is it optimal? No. Do you want to do it just for the sake of being out there? No. And if the Jets cannot put together a few more wins or a below 500 by the time that he would be available to come back, I think it's pointless. They've lost three in a row now. They very rarely score touchdowns. I understand that they are offensively starved and they feel like they have a team that's only missing a quarterback. But I think it's too risky. I think it's not worth it. I think the end results will not justify bringing Rodgers back. But Robert Sala has said that if he's healthy and he's cleared and Aaron wants to play, Aaron will play. So we did hear that the Jets truly believe that's what's going to happen. They actually believe if they can just stay relevant, that Aaron will return this season. And whoa, as Sala says, he glows in the dark. And he's going to change everything. It's not impossible, but it's unlikely. And to me, it seems like a, yeah, it seems like hope just for the sake of hope. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Now, there are other quarterback questions that we have after this week 11 in the NFL. We will get to the Rams and the Seahawks as a game, but Geno Smith was out for a good portion of the second half. In fact, we saw Drew Locke on the field and... While Geno did return for the final drive and was able to get the Seahawks sort of in field goal range, he was obviously not completely right, and it's a concern for the Seahawks. Geno um, got a bruised uh, kind of on his tricep back of his elbow that kind of blew up a little bit, but he was able to come back and, and execute, so uh, a nice, nice effort by him. Just trying to go out there and make plays and, you know, get us in a position to win the game. Uh, was still hurting, but, uh, you know, obviously didn't do enough. So Gino comes back. He's right. They didn't quite do enough. But credit Matthew Stafford because after turnovers, and so it was points off turnovers in the fourth quarter that give the Rams extra opportunities, he got smashed earlier in the game, had the wind knocked out of him. It felt like his, I mean, I can imagine his entire rib cage is bruised. Uh, and though he is an Iron Man, it still hurts when you're out there on the field trying to play quarterback and, and your midsection is in pain. We just kept battling, and I thought Sean did a great job not missing a beat, moved guys around when we needed to move guys around, gave guys opportunities to make plays, and, and um, you know, can we execute better? Absolutely. You know, I obviously wasn't at my best at certain points in this game. 
and wanted to make sure that uh, I did everything I could in my power to help lead this team and, uh, you know, see where it ended up. And today we got a win. That was huge. So he often takes massive hits, and there was a flea flicker that just did not work out. He got smashed in the chest, just hit really hard. And he ends up throwing a pick. The pressure, the hit, the pick, that's, I mean, talk about a play gone completely and horribly wrong. And at that point, the Rams were already trailing in the fourth quarter. Uh, So Stafford had to catch his breath. And I guess he said after the game, he was ticked off. He was just mad, mad that the play didn't go well, mad that he got exposed, mad that he got hit like that. And so he then takes the opportunities. And uh, again, Matthew is one of those veteran QBs that can hurt you. He can make any throw in the field, even if he can barely... Uh, catch his breath, but he, they take advantage of Seahawks turnovers late. And this was kind of fun. First fourth quarter comeback win for the Rams since the Super Bowl that they won going back a couple seasons ago. So, yeah, the Rams are not giving up hope either. Oh, my gosh, there's so much to talk about still as we make our way from a Sunday night and a weekend into a Monday morning. But it is a holiday week, a Monday. We'd love to hear from you. Vote for Monday MVP on Twitter after our CBS. And when you have a chance, uh, you can let us know what it is that you're thankful for as we gear up for Thanksgiving. Also on our Facebook page. And yes, Miss I'm 14 and Fabulous is now up on our Facebook page as well after hours with Amy Lawrence. We had Tommy DeVito with the day and the game of his life. And the reason I say that. It's not just because the Giants won, though good for them. I mean, they're they're trying to salvage a season, and it was such a weird game. It was all or nothing. That's the crazy part. For the, And speaking of getting hit hard, and I wonder how he's still standing, it's a good thing DeVito's young uh, because, because he had to bounce back over and over again. So we'll explain. But, yeah, the young Giants quarterback has a, a game and a day that he'll never forget. And it's really cool because he grew up in northern New Jersey, 15 minutes from MetLife Stadium. He was an undrafted free agent quarterback, and now here he is, the rookie, actually has a game that's got a few highlights that will never be taken away from him in a Giants win. The smile on his face, priceless. It probably hurt, but it was still priceless. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Barkley comes set to the left of DeVito. Play clock at nine. On a third and goal at the five. DeVito takes the snap back. Fires one right to Barkley. Makes the catch. Reaches for the touchdown. Tommy DeVito hits Barkley on a third and goal at the five. And DeVito's thrown his third touchdown pass of the game. Barkley with his second touchdown catch of the game. And the Giants are now up 20-12 to with an extra point pending. We know what he's capable of doing. It's the NFL. It's a natural bully. Uh, you don't get here by accident. Uh, he's a great player, and uh, you know he's stepping up and making a lot of plays for us. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Man, I love these moments. I loved it for Tyson Bagent. I love it for Josh Dobbs. And I also love it for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Sorry, Dallas Cowboys division rival. I don't know why that came out of my mouth. I guess because I'm thinking ahead to the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get to them coming up. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So, yes, congratulations to one Giants backup QB, Tommy DeVito, If you haven't heard his name, it's okay. (laughs) The guy was pressed into duty after the loss of not just Daniel Jones, but also Tyrod Taylor, who was supposed to be Daniel's veteran backup. And we saw Tommy come in and spell Daniel Jones when he was first injured, and then we saw him start last week. But other than a couple of throws here or there, we really hadn't seen much that would work on a highlight reel. But Sunday was different. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio, on the road at Washington. I hope his family from northern New Jersey made the trip. We looked it up just to confirm because we knew when Tommy DeVito was an undrafted rookie quarterback picked up by his childhood team, the Giants. We knew that when that happened, he was living at home. And actually, know where he went to school. It's in the same town where I first lived when I moved to northern New Jersey. (laughs) It's an all-Catholic boys' high school, and they have incredible sports. They're known around the entire region uh, for a place that you, I mean, it's a private school, a place that you send your kids. uh, You know, if you're looking for a good education and you want them to play at the highest level in New Jersey high school sports. And so Tommy DeVito is still living at home. We can confirm. Jay says making $44,000 a week, he is still living with his folks. And why not? This may not last forever. You might as well bank it while you're getting it. So, congratulations to Tommy. He has a banner day. He has an historic day for a couple of reasons. Not only did he throw... 
three touchdown passes, one of whom you hear there with Saqu- uh, to Saquon Barkley with Bob Papa on Giants Radio. But here's the part that's going to blow your mind. He was also sacked nine times. Nine. Nine. Good thing he's not as breakable as Daniel Jones because he would be in two pieces or more. So the commander's defense, even without Montez Sweat and Chase Young, and I know the offensive line for the Giants is miserable right now. They've had so many different combinations. They've lost their their good players to injuries, and they're left essentially piecing it together. Guys who are playing positions that they are not trained to play and have never played before in the NFL, they're using duct tape. Uh, they're using all kinds of sticky adhesive to try to keep keep their line together. So it's bad. This is one of the reasons why Daniel Jones is no longer on the field this year. But for Tommy DeVito, he's got a bounce-back ability. That's really impressive. Big smile on his face at the end of the game after they get a pick six off the commanders to seal the victory. This This was a game that you had to see to believe. Because if I told you that Tommy DeVito got sacked nine times by the commanders, you would think, All right, they absolutely must have gotten flattened. Well, he got flattened. Uh, But when Isaiah Simmons had the pick six off Sam Howell, there were big smiles all around. And the fact that he was still standing upright uh, despite nine sacks. He had three touchdown passes. Uh, He had 246 yards. Good for him. It's another one of those stories that we just never saw coming this season in the NFL. When things are going right and you feel like they're going right, it's a lot of fun. It feels like you're just... Enjoying it and playing the game of football like you were when you were a kid. Great play calls by Calf. Great execution by everybody on you know the offense and the defense and special teams had their own, held their own and and some had a tremendous day. So that made our job easier. I love that Saquon called him legit and said, "Hey, you don't get to the NFL by accident." I mean, he did play big time college football at Syracuse, right? So he got some experience and some training on that stage. But he was not drafted and he was living at home. And this is the team he grew up rooting for. Again, some of those stories, some of these stories in sports, whether it's NFL or any other league, you you just can't make up. And and they're they're worth a smile. I mean, he's going to be smiling through pain the rest of this week. Nine sacks? Are you kidding me? It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Meanwhile, Sam Howell is, well, he's on the other end of the pendulum again, right? So he'll have a game where he's dynamic and he doesn't turn the ball over, but then he'll have a game in which Ron Rivera and the rest of the Washington coaching staff, not to mention the fan base, is just so frustrated. And this was one of those games. I mentioned the pick six by Simmons. He threw three total interceptions. He was sacked four times. The commanders aren't even in this game, if not for the 174 rushing yards. That's the only reason that they stayed in this game. And so it's another frustrating one for them in a year, and let's face it, in a tenure with Rivera that's full of them. When you turn the ball over that many times, you're not going to win games. Um, and, you know, it starts with me. I got to do a better job taking care of the football. You know, I didn't, I didn't give my team a chance to win today. Um, but we all just got to be better. It is a low point, that's for sure. You know, anytime you got an opportunity to win a football game and you put the numbers up you did, you got a chance, you got you got to come through. You can hear it with Ron Rivera. They actually dominated in many of the stats. If you haven't seen the numbers, I'll just give you a few. Commanders, 28 first downs, the Giants, 13. The Commanders, 77 plays, the Giants, 54. The Commanders, 400 yards, 
The Giants don't even have 300 yards. Sam Howell had some eye-popping numbers. out. Well, the interceptions included. They only have one penalty. They're two for three in the red zone. But they have six turnovers. So the Giants defense has six takeaways. That is humongous. And the Giants don't turn the ball over at all, which is not something we can say very often for them over the last few years. So, yeah, the the Commanders lose the turnover battle six to nothing. I don't know how many times it's happened in the NFL, but I can't imagine there are very few examples of a team turning the ball over six times and even being within shouting distance. So, yeah, talk about just strange, opposite ends of the spectrum, as I say. The defense for the Commanders has nine sacks. You, the, there's no way you're supposed to lose a game in which you have nine sacks. The other quarterback shouldn't even be standing when you have nine sacks. And yet they also have to combat six turnovers. Sam Howell's right. You cannot win a game in which you turn the ball over six times. It's careless. It's a lack of discipline. And it's a recipe for disaster, which is what this season is coming to now with the Commanders. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, or my Twitter, A-Law Radio, got a couple pictures of one reason I have to be uber thankful this Thanksgiving week. Our Monday MVP poll is up as well. So we've got Dallas Cowboys still to get to. They're cruising right now. And I know you may not want to give them credit for what they did against the Panthers, but it was a road game, and they didn't trip up. Love what their defense is doing, too. And I don't know why we don't have Deron Bland in our Monday MVP poll. No, I'm just joking. There are a lot. Miles Garrett could be in there as well. There's so many different guys that we could put in. But when will Tommy DeVito ever be a candidate for Monday MVP? So he is in the poll. (laughs) And there is one defensive player, so make sure you check that out. And as always, we'd love to hear from Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You about the NFL Sunday that was. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Snap to Prescott out of the gun. He's going to the end zone. It's caught. Touchdown for Scootmaker. Perfect throw and catch. Prescott facing a blitz. Goes into the end zone. Left side. Lamb. Touchdown in the corner. From the 25 play action. Young throws the ball. Intercepted at the 30-yard line. Coming down the left side is Bland. Touch at the five. He did it again. He did it again. 
This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Another lopsided win for Dallas. The Cowboys do tend to pour it on when they're playing lesser opponents. The challenge is, can they match up with the best of the NFC? The Eagles. Well, we know they missed opportunities. And according to Mike McCarthy, suffered a loss that was a game of inches against the Eagles. What about the Niners? They got blasted by San Francisco earlier in the year. As they rack up wins, and they're now at 7-3, and three, Dallas has no trouble manhandling those teams that are not as talented. But can they go toe-to-toe with the ones who are contending for NFC championships and ultimately the Vince Lombardi trophy? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. They have no trouble with the Panthers in Charlotte. 300 yards to just 187 for Carolina. Um, We're talking about three offensive touchdowns. Dak Prescott is a couple of them. And then Deron Bland with his fourth pick six of the year, which ties the NFL record for a single season. How about that? That's why Brad Sham and company Babe Laufenberg celebrating there on Cowboys radio. In the Dallas faithful, not to mention internally, the coaching staff, the players, they would have kicked themselves if they had lost this game, but they do take care of business. There was a lot of long drives and, uh, there weren't a lot of big momentum swings in the game, so, and that was clearly the biggest one. So, and and that's you know, and, that, and that's part of our play style. You know, that's part of our complementary football. Every week is about about handling business, coming in, getting the win. Obviously, I understood the challenge in this week. Um, honestly, not even looking forward to Thanksgiving yet. It was about focusing where we were. Um, if you look on paper, right, a lesser opponent. How about that? A lesser opponent, then we cut him off right in the middle of a sentence just so that that gets underscored. Um, The fact that the Cowboys get a win, and now it's a short work week, right, because they play on Thanksgiving Day. I was looking at the schedule earlier uh, just because I know the the base teams that always play on Thanksgiving but really hadn't checked out uh, the rest of the schedule. So we always get Detroit, which this year is a huge deal, and then we always get uh, the Cowboys as well. Those are the traditions, but who will they match up against? Uh, That's always fun to check out on Thanksgiving. And so this year, Thanksgiving is, whoa, week 12 in the NFL. And you get a divisional rivalry between the Packers and Lions to start off your Thanksgiving day. Then it's the Commanders at the Cowboys, which could be ugly. So maybe you'll be napping from the trip to fan, uh, depending upon when you eat your meal. Finally, It's San Francisco at Seattle, which is also a divisional game. So we've got three divisional rivalries coming up on Thanksgiving, most recently turned into what is a triple header. And, well, going back to the COVID year, do you remember how we were all excited about Ravens and I think it was Ravens-Steelers on Thanksgiving night and that game got canceled and got moved to the following Tuesday. No, Wednesday. It got moved to the following Wednesday. It was the first time in NFL history they'd ever played on a Wednesday. Well, guess what? Coming up on Friday, it's the first time in NFL history they'll ever play on Black Friday. I told you this, though. During the COVID year, you can go back and check the podcast. When the NFL was, quote-unquote, forced, I'm using my air quotations, forced to play on every day of the week because of various delays and different protocols, and you know, you remember. They had to spread games out and be flexible and fluid with the schedule. They played a game on every single day of the work week and the weekends, right? So they also added Friday, Wednesday, Tuesday. And I told you then, they're not going to give up this real estate. 
The NFL will find some way to keep games on every day of the week. And lo and behold, they absolutely have. Friday being one of those, Miami at New York. So your first four games of week 12 are all divisional games. And as you continue down, most of the schedule for week 12 is in division. Not all of it, but we've got matchups like the Jaguars at the Texans. That comes up during Thanksgiving week. We've also got Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Of course, Joe Burrow lost for the season. We've got New Orleans at Atlanta. So, again, a large chunk of the Thanksgiving weekend schedule does, in fact, feature divisional games. Monday Night Football is the Bears at the Vikings with Justin Fields now returning. So there's a lot there. Kansas City at Las Vegas. That's what we're primed and ready for looking ahead to week number 12. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio, for the Dallas Cowboys faithful Uh, It's always good when the offense performs at a high clip, but the expectations are solidly resting on the defense. And Frank Reich has seen it up close and personal. That's a very good defense. You know, we knew coming in statistically in every way, shape, and form, um, that's a very talented defense. I thought we ran the ball and dominated up front. I'm thinking Deron Bland, since you gypped him on Monday MVP, producer Jay, needs to be a candidate for TD of the week. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like the fact that we can mix it up, offense and defense. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio, so vote for this week's Monday MVP on either Twitter or Facebook. Now, while we're staying in the state of Texas, it's kind of nice, right? Because when we think back to baseball and October and the fact that we had two teams from Texas, who were still in the running there in the ALCS. It was obviously the Rangers out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area that end up in the World Series and win their first title in franchise history. Well, now you've got two teams in the NFL. It's been a while since we could say that about the Texans, but two teams in the NFL from the state of Texas who are getting their fans to think wild and crazy dreams. And it may be... See, I hesitate to say this about Cowboys fans because I know a lot of you uh, expect the other shoe to drop. It's been so long since the Cowboys have even been in an an, an NL, almost an NL, <laughs> an NFC championship game. And that appears to be the glass ceiling that the Cowboys run into over and over as the second round. They're like the Philadelphia 76ers, for heaven's sakes. Anyway, dare to dream, Cowboys fans. But the Texans? No way that this was part of the plan for week one. Now, you can always be excited. You can always think, what if? You can always believe at the start of any season that this could be lightning in a bottle. But for C.J. Stroud to be this good this quickly, to be this poised, to be this comfortable, that's beyond imagination. Not beyond what you can dream, but certainly... So I guess I shouldn't say beyond imagination. It's not beyond um, your dreams and imaginations. And sports fans are notorious for that. We're we're not real rational. We're either way too positive and optimistic or the complete opposite. (laughs) And for the Texans, it's been pretty bad for a couple of years. But CJ Stroud has stepped into that space. It's been so much fun to see not just he and D'Amico Ryan's figured out, but it's been a lot of fun to see them start to reignite a fan base that has been starved since the, uh, I'd say the last like year and year and a half of the Bill O'Brien era. They did go to multiple AFC championship games 
Uh, they just... No, they won a bunch of AFC South championships. Did they get to... I think they got to at least one. I'll have to go back and, and look at the tenure. But there was an expectation there. Then they drop off. The Deshaun Watson situation plays out and takes over a year to resolve. And they hit rock bottom. But now, finally, have a quarterback for whom they can be all in. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, And even as we're talking about quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, first road game, second game since he's returned from the torn ACL. And he has a 48-yard touchdown strike to Rondale Moore. And that's really the highlight for Arizona as the Cardinals are in Houston. Then you kind of see that Houston offense settle in where you've got a couple of second-quarter touchdowns um, although, guess if you were watching the game, did you notice that, yeah, they had the two touchdown drives in the second quarter, but C.J. Stroud also threw a goal line interception. They could have had three scoring drives in a row, which would have made this decidedly undramatic. But they're up 21-10 at the half, and C.J. Stroud ends up throwing a couple interceptions in the second half to give Arizona some life, and really with Kyler Murray and what he can do. Connor is flanking Murray to his right. Snap to Murray. He's going to keep it running right. In trouble at the 10. Cuts right to the 5. Sticks the ball out into the end zone for the touchdown. I have no idea how Kyler Murray just did that. (laughs) He was dead to rights back near the 10-yard line. And he scrambled out of trouble. Outran everybody. And got it into the end zone for the touchdown. Yeah, it's fun to see Kyler Murray not just back on the field 11 months after the torn ACL, but also playing the style of game that he's comfortable with, that he's accustomed to. I'm glad he doesn't feel limited. I mean, I'm certainly glad there are no physical limitations, but I'm also glad there are no mental limitations, and he's able to pivot and push off and run and cut and explode, and yeah, he's super fast. He's still lightning quick, which is also great. Uh, Dave Pash with the call there on Cardinals Radio. Ultimately, though, even with a couple of opportunities in the fourth quarter, Houston gets the last laugh. Fourth down and eight. Just showing some trust. Right now in his defense is D'Amico Ryans. Here's the game. Here comes the blitz. Fourth and eight at the Houston 27. Murray in the gun. Murray throwing downfield to his left and incomplete. Knocked away. Steven Nelson and the Texans take over on downs. 21-16. They have the ball with 30 seconds to go. Did you hear my seal clapping? It's more like a slapping. And incomplete. (laughs) Knocked away. (laughs) Along with Mark Vandermeer on Texans Radio. Yes, the defense is able to slam the door on back-to-back fourth downs against Arizona to end this game. And so while the Cardinals get the win last week in Kyler's return, they fall to the Texans. I mean, this is amazing. If not for the three C.J. Stroud interceptions, this is, as I say, much more lopsided. But they were 9 of 13 on third down, and they're now 6 and 4. I thought we threw the ball really well. You, you, I don't look at three plays and be like, dang, I had a bad game. You know, like, of course, I can't turn the ball that much. Threw for 300 yards again and two touchdowns. Like, I don't think I played terrible, but, of course, you can't turn the ball over. Um, but uh, the defense definitely held us up um, when we need them to. And um, just a great game to learn from. We grow every single week, man. It's, it's, it's important, you know, and it shows every single Sunday, man. But it is what this game over with now. We know we're going to celebrate this win uh, and get ready for Jacksonville. You know, it's a big division game. We, we really need that. 
This is the new brand of Texans, right? It's C.J. Stroud. It's Tank Dell, a fellow rookie. It's Nico Collins. We're seeing guys that a lot of fans around the league and other places couldn't even name. I mean, yes, Devin Singletary, he's he's been great the last couple of weeks. Over 100 yards again for him and a touchdown. But, yeah, this is a different breed. Dalton Schultz is in the mix, too, which is great. Um, I, John Mechie, he's at least a name that you might know, right? But for the most part, they're starting fresh. And C.J. Stroud is right in the middle of it, as he says, over 300 yards passing, a couple of touchdowns, though he had three picks. Ain't no big thing. I just love hearing a rookie say, I actually thought we played pretty well. Just just three bad throws. I'm not going to dismiss the whole game because of three bad throws. Talk about a great perspective for a really young leader. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 